Okay. I am one bowl of honey bunches of oats and two sips of my coconut berry 12-ounce Red Bull in. And hey, I'm here to talk about Manicult because you know why? I don't have anyone to talk about this damn book with, all right? Therefore, I'm going to be using my power of podcasting to force other people to do it. You're welcome. You're welcome. It's okay. You don't have to thank me, all right? It, there's no, there's really no need for any recognition from you, all right? Actually, I'd prefer if you just didn't watch this. I just need to get, I need to get this out here. I need to get this out of my brain and onto something actually tangible that isn't someone I'm forcing to listen to me in person, if that makes any sense, all right? Um, but yeah, hey, I sh- also should be doing probably a lot of other stuff. I should be taking advantage of this scholarly uh, scholarly weather. Hey, it's literally raining right now. I live in Tucson, Arizona. Hey, in Arizona, it ever fucking rains. We're dry as shit. Even my lips right now, it's fucking raining. My lips are chapped as fuck. All right. Um, so yeah, I should be taking advantage of this Rosalind weather, getting my scholarly academic stuff done. But, <laughs> you know, we don't always get what we want. All right. We don't always get what we want. Oh, that was, uh, sorry. I wonder if you could hear me. I just burped. Um, anyways. Yeah, I just, I, uh, I have to talk about it because a couple episodes ago, I revealed that, actually, no, wait, no, it's like my fifth episode. (laughs) Um, the first episode, first epi, I was talking about my love for Germione and my love for Mancold in specific. This was also like, I'm pretty sure around the same time where I placed an order for Manacled bookbinded, which also, uh, oh, I will get into why I feel so bad for it now. I'll get into it. I'll get into it. But hey, I finished it and I read it in chronological order. And now, oh, I have some thoughts. I have thoughts. I have annotated tabs in all of my volumes. I have three separate ones. I have notes. All right. And I have come to be a menace. And hey, I really don't care. I really don't care because this fucking is so good. It's a literary piece of art. Said Lin Yu, you are Picasso. Oh, it's so good. But don't you worry. You already know. It's okay. You already know. I know. I don't even have to tell you. But yes, don't you worry. We're going to get into it. All right. I also think that I am recording this at the perfect time to give Sen Lin Yu um, kudos. All right. Because guess what? Miss Girl announced her first public debut. No! The crowd goes wild. Yay! Yay! But yeah, she announced it and it's called The Alchemist. And I'm pretty, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's called The Alchemist. Hold on. Hey, I wrote this down in my little notebook. Aren't you so proud of me that I'm keeping track of stuff? Yeah, because I'm proud of me. Be fucking proud of me, bitch. Um, yeah, The Alchemist. And it's supposed to be coming out in 2025. And boy, am I so excited. Am I so excited. Basically, it's kind of going to be like manacled, but reimagined, I guess you could say. So instead of Germione, it's like original characters, obviously. Um, there's going to be no like Wizarding Universe, but it is still going to be in that war-torn type of um, universe. Yeah. Still going to be all that, but without wizards, obviously. Which, hey, this is going to be so much less embarrassing talking about when someone asks me what my favorite book is. Okay. I'm not going to have to break out into fucking cold sweats thinking about how I'm supposed to explain to this person 
I read about two fictional wizards that J.K. Rowling, sorry, J.K. Rowling wrote. I read them smashing. <laughs> no, okay, it's not. Oh my god, I need to be so serious right now. It's not. It's not just about them smashing. All right, it's about the plot. <laughs> no, I don't want to. And the plot also happens to be kind of like um, wound about um, the premise of The Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, I'm disappointed in myself too, all right? Actually, no, I'm not. I fucking love Sin Lin Yu, and I love this book, and I think it's fucking crazy that that woman, oh, she wrote one of the best pieces of work. No, honestly, the best piece of work that I have ever read, ever. That's including the Harry Potter books, all right? That's include. okay, hey, hey, I'm not including Sylvia Plath, because you know what? She only, the only really novel that Sylvia Plath has that actually is like a surviving published one is The Bell Jar. Don't get me wrong. I love The Bell Jar. Love it, love it, love it so much. But I prefer her um, poetry, right? I prefer her poetry. So I'm okay with saying that Manacled is one of the best novels I have ever fucking read. It's the best. Sorry, I need to take myself back. It is the best novel I've ever read. And you know what? I'm really excited because now I could support Senlin Yu by buying her novel, all right? She did not write Manacled for a single cent, all right? She gave it to us for free, all for free. And this is also, this is, you know how I said, oh, I feel bad. I feel bad because, um, you know how I said, uh, Senlin Yu gave us Manacled for free. Well, I... I paid an extraneous amount of money for my binded copies of Manacled. All right. I paid a lot of money that did not, it will never reach her, most likely. Which I'm really disappointed in myself. And I even knew this when I was going into buying. I said, oh, this is not good. This isn't moral. Like, I feel like you, girl, like, what the fuck are you doing? Hey, hey. Um, I don't think she's getting a cent. And she wasn't. And I feel really bad. But do I regret it? No. No, I do not, because I can now hold my favorite fucking book in my hand, and I am too fucking stupid to figure out how to book bind, all right? I am a dumb piece of shit. There's a lot of screws loose up in this noggin, okay? And those loose screws were not going to be able to fucking bind an entire book. So I bought it off Etsy, and I paid with it, with Klarna. Actually, I'm pretty sure all my payments should be done soon for it. I want to say I was going to look, but I'm not going to do that because it's going to make me sad. Um, but yeah, so now I get to actually support Miss You. Actually, I. Hey, what's Senlin Yu's first name? Is it Sen? Senlin? I don't know. I don't know, all right? But you know what? I love her. I love her so much. I might not know her name, but I love her so much. And she is going to be included in my will. She's going to be named my children's godmother. It's, she's going to be marrying me whenever I get married at some point, if I do, all right? She is a part of my past, peasant, uh, past, peasant, past, present, and future, okay? And I'm so proud of her. Oh, my gosh. Wait, I need to get into actually, like, what the book is about. Hold on. It's, again, like I said... Basically, manacled-centered type of beat. You know what I'm saying? Just without the eh, Draco and Hermione. But, okay, this was what the Publishers Marketplace, which is just, like, their little deal report that Sen posted on her little story. I'm just going to call her Sen. Honestly, I feel like that's a cool name. Shut the fuck up. Anyways, 
<laughs> Sunlin used alchemized. Alchemized. Okay, I thought I said alchem. Bitch, I think the alchemist is already a book. What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? I'm stupid. Anyways, <laughs> alchemized set in a war-torn world of necromancy and alchemy in which a healer with amnesia is taken as a prisoner of war and must fight to protect her lost memories and secrets hidden among them while grappling with an all-consuming enemies to lover romance to Emily Archibald at Del Rey in preempt the two-book novel publication fall 2025. Um, yeah, I'm so excited! I'm so excited because I feel like it's gonna... It's going to definitely give manacles. And it's not going to be embarrassing. See, I need to stop that. I need to stop that. Reading manacled is not embarrassing. And you know what? Anyone who will listen, I will recommend it to. All right. I will recommend it to. It's so good. It's so painful, but so good. Um, But yeah, basically, I'm so, I'm so proud of her. And I am so fucking excited to be able to support her on this all right and also i'm really hoping that this is gonna kind of wean me i guess you could say or slightly wean me away from um germany and fan fiction in general because i am gonna be so honest with you i'm gonna be so honest with you i cannot read a normal fiction novel all right i cannot i can read fan fiction I could read, like, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of words of the same two people falling in love over and fucking over again. And I could also read nonfiction books. All right, I'm a really big, I'm a really big biography fan. All right, all right. So, this is going to be, maybe this will be my, maybe this will be my recovery arc. All right, maybe this will be my growing up arc. Honestly, let's be honest, let's be real, let's not be delusional for once. I'm never going to stop reading fan fiction. I'm really not. I told myself that, what, three years ago? <gasps> and here we are. All right, here we are. But it's okay, because you know what? It's, it might be fan fiction, but it's good fucking writing. And you know what? Hey, 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 I am not. No, I can't. Oh, that's not nice. I'm not going to name names. I'm not going to name names. All I am saying is Colleen Hoover could never write Manacled. Hey, hey, I said it. I said it. And shoot me. Okay? Okay, assassinate me. <gasps> you have to realize I'm right, though. All right? You have to realize. I feel like I've never even, I have not read a single Colleen Hoover book. Probably never gonna. From what I heard about them, though, mm-mm, no bueno. No bueno, friend. Um, I'm pretty sure, like, was it Verity or something? You, like, glorify fucking abusive relationships. Don't, do not fucking quote me. Don't you dare cite me as a source. Don't you dare put me in MLA citation format. Okay? Not, re- like I said, I've already stated, I've not read a single Colleen Hoover book. All right. But all I can say is I have read several, 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 several normal, fictitious books that are published. None of them compared to Manicold. All right? None of them. And I think that's why I always come back to Dramini in general. Because I feel like the character dynamics are so good. I'm going to stop talking about that. I actually just get it what I was going to talk about, but I just had to say that. Okay, I'm kind of having trouble figuring out what I'm going to start with. If I'm going to be so honest. Because there's just so much. Uh, there's so much I wanted to say about this. So much that I can't even put into fucking words. But you know what? I also 
do have a lot in the first place that I do need to put into words that I'm gonna. But I just want to start it off by saying reading it in chronological order. So basically the flashbacks and then part one of the present and then part two after she remembers the flashbacks of part two of the present, you know? Oh, bitch. Oh, bitch. (gasps) I, okay. I cried a lot less than I did the first time, like my very first time reading Manacled, like in the order that it was written in, that you're supposed to read it in. But it just hurt so much. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I did cry towards the end of the flashbacks. Oh, man. I was crying like a little bitch because I knew what was going to happen. And that's when it kind of clicked for me that it's kind of like reading it in Draco's point of view, in a sense, in a sense. And it just, oh, it made it so much more painful. Yes, I didn't cry as much, but I, when I tell you I thought about this fucking book every single day, every single day, many hours of the day, not like for several hours at a time, but you know what I mean. I read it all the fucking time. Like, I I had to get it done. I had to get it done because now that I had it in my hands, I needed to I just needed to indulge myself. And I still, even when I wasn't reading it, I was thinking about it. It was all remember I said this in the beginning. There was before manacled and there was after manacled. And I stand by that statement. Because oh my God. It hurts so much. It still hurts thinking about it. Like, I know the end, and I know that it was somewhat a good ending, but it still hurts. Oh my God. Like, I can't. I. I can comprehend. I know that this is not a real universe. This is not a real world. This did not happen. And hopefully nothing like this ever is going to happen. And I'm not saying in the wizard sense. I'm talking in the like, you know, handmaid's, t- handmaid's tale sense. Um, anyways, we're not going to talk about that because then I'm going to start spiraling. Blah, spiraling. There you go. But it just... <sighs> it just sits with me so much. And I feel like I really... I really grieved for them as if they were real people honestly I'm gonna be honest and I know that's unhealthy to be that like fucking attached to a series to a book especially a book that mm, fictitious fictitious fan fictitious all right but there it was the way it was written it's just so human it is so fucking human both of them are and it just makes you feel the emotions in such a different sense especially when you're reading it technically, like I said, from Draco's point of view, from how it was panning out for him being the one who didn't lose his memories. And, you know, for him having to basically, like, force the love of his life to kind of pretend to hate him. Not pretend. No, he wanted her to hate him. I'm going to tell you that he wanted her to hate him because he hated himself. He believed that he didn't deserve her. And that's honestly what all of his anger was from he loved her he loved her so much and he wanted to get her back and he spent all this time wanting to get her back but he knew that it was it was for his own selfish reasons because she was the one she was his terms of agreement pretty sure that literally is completely quoted somewhere in the book and he just all that he wanted was for her to be alive so obviously this (sighs) 
this can really hurt when you have to read about them, you know, licking and sucking and smashing. And then all of a sudden, filthy fucking mud blood. <gasps> what? Huh? Huh? What? Because, oh my god. Oh my god. You think about it, then you realize that he had to do it all for a reason. It was all a part of a greater plan. And it still hurt, though, even though you know it was a part of that. And I can't even imagine the pain that he must have felt from this. All right? And, ugh. It just... Ugh, it takes my fucking breath away, okay? And obviously, there was a reason for all of his, like, initial hatred towards her in the present. But, you know, before we find out the flashbacks when... I mean, when you're supposed to, like, read it in the way it's supposed to be found. But you know what I mean. But it just... Ooh, it hurts because he had to make her hate him so they wouldn't get discovered so it would save both of them but obviously he was only doing it to save her but he also that entire time had to hide the fact that that was his lady all right and oh my gosh he should, oh. it's such a it's such a conflicting feeling because so much of his anger was rooted towards himself obviously but also there was kind of a sense that there was a lot of anger towards her because you know in the flashbacks we find out he does not trust anyone he does not really give a fuck about anyone but he gives a fuck about her does he trust her initially no he doesn't but he comes to trust her and it's the only person he has the only person he trusts the only person he loves really because his mom's dead so he really she is the only person he has and, you know, she agrees to his promise. She agrees to let him take her from the war to, like, you know, save her this and that and this and that, you know? So, obviously, when <laughs> she goes to blow up Sussex to cover his ass, which, don't get me wrong, good intent, girl. Like, I get what you were trying to do. Like, you're trying, you're trying to save your mans. Which, like, you know, she did. She did save him. Because let me, let me go a little back with information. He kind of, mm, how should you say, fucked himself over, fucked himself in the ass and was about to get himself caught when he was trying to save Ginny because Hermione's agreement was, okay, okay, bestie, okay, bestie, we're getting Ginevra out. We're getting Ginevra out. We're getting her and her spawn out and we're just going to be so happy in our little safe house. All right. Well, well, hey, hey, he, both of them agreed to that. Both of them agreed to that. But Ginny was, in fact, in the Sussex um, prison and experimentation center. So he had to do some string pulling. Um, that string pulling meant that <laughs> he kind of took her. Um, he really didn't give a fuck about himself. He just took her and he left. He was on record, uh, you know, going in at the time he did. And they also had on record when Ginny disappeared. At the time she did, which also happened to correlate, uh, correlate and correspond between his times. Hey, hey, he's fucked. He's fucked. Like, there's no coming back from that. He's a goner, all right? He's a goner. He's going to get flayed. And I really wish I was joking. I really wish I was joking. So, and, you know, obviously Hermione knows this. She knows that they're going to, like, fucking kill him in the most painfully slow way possible drag it out for days maybe even weeks if mr voldemoldy's feeling special and spicy you know so she blows up the place she said hey hey hey! i'm not gonna erase any minds no 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 no. i'm gonna kill him ah! 
But she's so girl boss for that. She's so girl boss. And she is so fucking smart. She uses all this alchemy stuff. And <laughs> alchemized. <laughs> 2025. But yeah, she uses all this crazy fucking stuff to make these bombs. She blows up a good amount of the place and everyone within the vicinity. LOL. She actually gets caught while doing this. Um, and, but she, you know what? She puts up a fight. She puts up a fight. Grand Montague, basically, fuck that bitch. Fuck that bitch so much. He fucking hate me. me and my homies hate Grand Montague. Um, he caught her and he kind of had this, <gasps> you're mine now, because he was dosed with like kind of a love obsession poison while he was in the order's like little, um, prisoner cave after Miss, um, Gabrielle Delacour. Um, <laughs> tricked him into tricked him into smashing so she could torture him and cut his penis. Yes, yes, lots of genital mutilation on her part. But hey, they deserved it. Oh, <gasps> who said that? Who said that? Oh my god, they deserved it. All right, they were all like really sick, fucking disgusting Death Eaters, and no one in the order was gonna use any dark magic. So obviously, no one was getting any revenge. Gabrielle got her revenge. Good job, queen. Good job. But, yeah, so he, well, basically, when he was caught and everything, um, Hermione was called to, like, come heal him and such because she was the only fucking healer that can do shit. Okay, no, there was, like, a couple of them. But, like, they weren't as comprehensive as her, you know? And so she was called to heal him. And she was like, um, you guys are actually fucking hypocrites. Y'all are letting her torture this motherfucker, maim him, slice into his genitals. All right, but we can't use we can't use defensive dark magic. <gasps> what was that? Hey, what was that? What was that? Yeah, hypocrisy. All right, hypocrisy. Um, but you know she has to heal him, and he's dosed with this love potion. He looks at her. She's the first thing in his sight, and all of a sudden he goes feral, feral. He's like, hey, after the war, you're mine. You're mine. I'm gonna ask specifically for you. Blah 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 blah. blah. You know, pretty scary, pretty scary. Um, oh, oh, I just remembered something that happened in me. Oh, he, how do I want to talk about it? What was I even like, what was I even doing? What was I even saying initially? Oh, yeah, she gets caught trying. I'm going to, I'll go back to the Grand Montague thing, maybe. I don't know if I'm going to, but honestly, if I don't, you're welcome. Because it's really sad, really completely sad. Um, oh, part of the story's sad. Her part is sad. His ending, however, <laughs> let's just say disembowelment by hand. Anyways, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it there for now. But yeah, so basically, she does that to save him, breaks his promise of you know I'm gonna stay here, I'm gonna listen to you, we're gonna get out, and it's all gonna be super fine and dandy. Mm, <laughs> she leaves him a note, says like, "Hey, I'll be back, BRB." <laughs> she is never she never BRBs she never BRBs she in fact has gone for 18 fucking months I think it's 16 or 18 months one of the two over a year you know and so obviously this angers him a lot because this was the one thing he had the one thing he was able to put all of his drive into to be able to save and to know that she's gonna get out and then it she betrays his trust obviously and this hurts him on a different type of level because, one, he let himself, he let his own self-defense wall, his own occlumency wall, 
fall. And also, I don't think I ever um, stated in the first episode what occlumency and legitimacy is. Legitimate? Yeah, that's how- Hey, the only time I fucking see that word is when I read it. Okay? Leave me the fuck alone. But basically, occlumency is kind of just blocking your mind, I guess you could say. Blocking someone who knows legitimacy, which is basically reading minds, from getting into your mind. And you're able to, like, throw up different memories to, like, kind of take them off guard and stuff like that. And such and such. Well, (laughs) he allows her to really see him and stuff. He allows her to know him. And she does this. So, obviously, he's mad at her for betraying him. And, honestly, himself for betraying his own self as well. Because... Because, like, he, it was a self-preservation type of method to not let anyone in, not trust anyone. And he put himself in a vulnerable situation in which it did not work out for him in the end. And it hurt him a lot. And it hurt him that he let it happen again. Bitch, hold on. Sorry, brothers. <laughs> Sometimes I forget to breathe whenever I talk too much. That sounds stupid. I'm so sorry. But I do. I do. This literally happened at work last night. Like, I'm obviously, I'm getting over being sick and such, you know? But I really didn't have that bad of a cough. I mean, it was it was bad. It hurt. It was phlegmy and shit. But it's really not, it, it really wasn't that. It was more of my mucus from my nose and my throat hurt. Da, 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 da. Last night, I was literally, we got super busy after my manager made cuts. She cut, like, two or three servers. She got a host. It... Uh, lol she did that at 5 15 so he was super fucking slow and there was like 25 open up tail uh, open tables mm, six o'clock hits boom 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 all of a sudden the entire community wants to come eat at my restaurant hey hey cracker bales next door all right just can can y'all give me a break can y'all give me a break? honestly no i'm not even like hey we're open they're gonna come eat there i need to get the fuck over it i'm just a whiny bitch but Basically, I was just talking, 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 talking for minutes and minutes straight because guests just kept coming in, in and out, in and out, in and out, in and out. And literally, there was a point where after a guest walked away because, like, they went back to their table and someone was taking them, I had to bend down under the host stand and just cough up a good one, coughing up an entire population worth of just air because it all got stuck. I was talking so much. I was talking so fast that I forgot to breathe. Um, it was embarrassing. But anyways, what the fuck was I even talking about? Okay, it was manacled. Okay, we were... She betrayed his trust. Oh, yeah, just over the overall fact that it's so sad. Because he basically had to see her just fucking flame him 24-7, both in person and, like, in his mind. Because their minds are kind of, like, attached within one another. And she would literally, like just in her mind think like i hope you die the most painful cruelest death like i hope you're fucking worse than Voldemort. like some wild outlandish shit and he would just have to hear it and you can imagine how that must feel especially considering that he was not allowed to say anything he couldn't tell her like hey 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 i'm literally i'm literally your baby i'm literally your baby like babe let's go smash Anyways, you know what I mean, though. You know what I mean. Um, he had to keep it all for the sake of himself and her because it was all a different, it was a bigger plan in the end, you know? But 
ah, oh my god, like a specific part that I remembered. So basically when like Hermione was, she was smashing her head into the window, essentially because the manacles that like take away their magic, uh, magic it also puts them under several different compulsions that they were initially like tied to when they first put them on. Well, they were forced to put them on, you know? And one of them is like, I will not harm myself or others or, you know, I won't do anything to like harm my pregnancy or end it. Shit like that fucked up shit, you know, that takes away their self-autonomy. But, you know, because why do do they need that? Obviously, why do they need that? But basically, she was banging her head repeatedly into the window after um, Draco and her get kind of like smoochy smoochy in the hallway when she was just wandering, like being her sad self and stuff like that. He was super drunk. And he kind of lets his guard down. And he's like, uh, Granger, Granger, Granger. I mean, obviously not like that. But he, he uses her name, her actual name. Not Mudblood Granger, not Mudblood, not Surrogate, like Surrogate Granger. You know what I mean? He used her name, referring to her as an individual person and not as a fucking human incubator like they're all referred to as. And that obviously makes her feel so fucking seen, I guess you could say, because she hasn't had anyone personally refer her, uh, refer to her as her normal name in so fucking long. And she doesn't have anyone to be close to. She, she's really lonely. She's so lonely. And so even if it's coming from fucking Mr. Mr. Blondie, who she hates at the time, she's already developing Stockholm Syndrome, which she states... Which that's kind of like, she tells him that and he says something real not nice. But, (laughs) oh, fuck, it's so sad. But basically, she kind of is already feeling very vulnerable, just falling in love with her captor, essentially. So, obviously, this feeling is like, oh, wait, wait, does he, does he care about me? (gasps) You know? Which he does, he does, she doesn't know that, but he does. And obviously, this makes her very happy to just even be fucking referred to. It doesn't, I mean, well, we actually don't know if she's completely happy about it. But we know that it catches her off guard and she's like, huh? What? What? Okay, also, basically, to give more context to the whole, like, her smashing her head into the fucking glass scene. Um, When she found him in the hallway and he was, like, all drunken and such, he was like, Granger. And he started just, like touching that ball on her and like a oh it sounds so bad when you say it It sounds so fucking bad when you say it but he was kind of like intimately lovingly touching her do you know what i'm saying like it wasn't bending her over a fucking table it was like you know holding onto her face and like just slightly kind of caressing her neck it sounds so fucking weird when i say it ew but like you know what i mean you know what i mean um and he said Oh, this is so sad. I'm going to cry. He said, if I'd known what pain you'd cause me, I never would have taken you. Um, And it could refer to him having her in the manor. Like, you know, after she's found in Hogwarts, you know, after 18 fucking months. Or it could be from his initial agreement to the order. When he was like, hello, mm, well, I want Hermione Granger. Yeah, and that's the only way I'm going to, um, that's the only way this is going to work, guys. I'm, I'm sorry I hate to tell you that, but that's the only way. 
Because think about it. Think about it. How much he went through to try to fucking find her. How much he sold his soul just to make sure to protect her and the order. Like, oh my god. He did so much. And like, I don't blame him for being like, I wonder if this is not even fucking worth it. You know what I'm saying? And oh, it's just so sad because then they start kissing a little bit. And she starts like finding comfort in his touch. And he says, oh my fucking god. He says, apparently you have accepted your place. And that's when she goes to her room and starts banging her head against the fucking glass. You know what? I don't blame her. I don't blame her. I don't fucking blame her. All right? Like, girly, girly has been lost for months, physically and literally and emotionally. And oh my God. So like, obviously this nice like share of emotion between the two of her kind of just feeling seen and feeling loved. It's going to fucking hurt when it comes crashing down on her and he pulls a... "Mm." LOL. It was just a joke. It's very much giving like, y'all know that one game. Oh, oh, I should not compare it to the, okay. A very, very loose comparison. There's this game called Oreo and it's basically when it's an, it's an elementary middle school game. You basically get dared to ask out, um, a random girl. This is typically the, the quote unquote fat girls. And you're basically dared to ask them out as a joke. And then when they say, like, you know, yeah, you go, LOL, LOL, actually, you're ugly, you're fat, you're fucking stupid, psych, you, you know. Hey, 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 don't ask how I know this. I was the victim of several Oreos. Hey, hey, but we're over it now. We're over it now. Completely over it now. Uh, I should do a podcast about my fat kid trauma. Oh my fucking god. Oh my god, I'm gonna literally like, bitch, I could go on for hours about that shit. It's traumatizing. Anyways, but yeah, it was, uh, it's just so sad. Both of them. I feel so fucking sad for them. But yeah, she goes into her room, smash her head against the wall. Bang, 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 bang. He finds her and he's like, girl, stop, girl, stop, girl, stop. Like, Hey, no, no, because she wasn't supposed to be able to fucking harm herself. You know, that was one of the compulsions from the manacles. But Girlie is smart. Girlie is so, so smart because she thought, oh, I just can't harm myself with, you know, the items that I could find, you know? Hey, hey, Mr. Mighty Granger is smart, right? (laughs) She's smart. So she banged her head against the fucking glass until blood started just fucking draining from her face. And he had a kind of hold her back and it was so sad she was just like let me do it let me do it i'm done i'm tired it's so fucking devastating but yeah that's basically the context behind it and it's just when you think about how he had to see her like just putting herself in pain traumatizing herself i mean well i mean she's already fucking thoroughly traumatized but you know what i mean just putting herself through more pain simply because she has no control and this is the only thing she has control over and she just She's tired. Hey, hey, that would fuck a bitch up. That would fuck a bitch up. I mean, it'd fuck me up if I saw the love of my life react to that after that. You know what? No, yo, fuck him. He literally, he said some foul ass shit. Uh, but then you have to remember, it's all because, like, it was for the greater good, the, the greater good, quote unquote, you know? But it's just, 
story's so complex. And that's, again, it's so complex. I love it. I love it. I eat it up. Mm-mm. Fork, spoon, and knife. You know what I'm saying? Another really sad part about this entire thing, especially evolving around, like, Draco, he is basically preparing for his death the entire time, both before flashbacks and after. Literally, there's probably all the way up to maybe hmm, a week before they escape. He is just making his bed. All right, he's making his bed, but he's also making sure everything is all right for Hermione to go and everything, such and such. And it's just, oh, it's so sad. Because, like, when she wakes up from after, like, remembering everything, she's like, oh, uh, Draco. Then she's like, oh, Draco. Then she's like, Draco what the fuck? You know? Obviously, like, she's happy to finally see a familiar face and remember, like, this guy who she fell in love with and such and such and literally bombed a prison for, lost all of her friends, kind of. Actually, no, she didn't lose because of that. But you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, so she was like, okay, yay, yay, Bestie's back, but also, what the fuck? Why did you do this? And he was he kind of had to come to terms with the fact that he had, there was no going back at this point. He had to get her out because Curly remembers everything. And yeah, they cannot get caught because it's going to be real, real bad for both of them. It's not going to be a quick death. If you know what I'm know what I'm trying to say. Um, so yeah. And then she just has to like deal with the fact that he won't open back up to her because he won't let himself if I'm gonna be entirely honest he won't let himself because he knows that he's just gonna have to let go of her again which it just hurts me all right it hurts me hurts Logan Lynn so fucking much hey I'm gonna be honest I give up trying to contain any type of structure um for my telling of this tale I guess you could say so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go along as I want to. So now you know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna read some quotes, some <laughs> quotes. You know. <clears throat> so this was this was uh, this was one of the many installments of the whole like don't die, don't die. Okay, I will. Da 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 da. Um, mm, this first one when they're at the little shack in the flashbacks. Um, don't die, Granger. I might miss you. And then she'll be like, don't die, Draco. And then he'll be like, only because you ask, Ranger. <sighs> Here's another really sad one, but also like, oh my god, that's hot. But oh, it's sad. Um, I should have known the moment I looked into your eyes. I should have known I would never win against you. Hey, hey, I'm going to be committing federal crimes. Oh, because he couldn't win against her. Either way, he was going to get her out. He was going to lose himself. He was going to die. And, you know, and, or, you know, this was before flashbacks. So, obviously, she could have killed him, which that was going to be kind of one of those stipulations in the plan that the Order didn't tell her. Um, it's a lot more complex than that, I guess you could say. But basically, they were going to kind of, like, just drain him of all of his information um, from the Death Eaters and stuff. And then just have her kill him. Neither of them agreed to this. Neither of them knew it was going to happen. Luckily, it didn't. Luckily, it didn't. But, yeah, that was one of the, also, the big things that turned Hermione against the Order. Was them basically manipulating her into manipulating Draco, I guess. 
Um, but yeah, it's just, oh, it's so sad. It's so sad. And then oh, I'm going to take care of you. I swear I'm always going to take care of you. <sighs> these are honestly, a lot of these are just kind of like back and forth from between timelines. I really did not write any um, actual like page numbers or anything like that down because, hey, why would I do that? Why would I be organized? Why would I be structured? It's fine. Um, the next one, next one. This was when, she, before she remembered everything and she was at the manor and she was trying to like figure out why Draco was doing this because obviously he didn't really, he wasn't very like, ooh, Death Eater pride, white pride. I mean, okay, not white pride. You know what I mean, you know what I mean. Technically, it's kind of around that type of dynamic, I guess you could say. Um, blood supremacy. The supremacy. The, the supremacy to it, you know. Anyways, um, the key would be to study Malfoy, discover what drove him, what his vices were, what she could exploit in him. Oh. oh, bitch, it's literally you, ho. It's literally you. You are his drive. You are the reason he's doing all this. You are the vice. Okay? And it's so sad because she didn't even know it. And he just had to listen to her try to plot on how to manipulate him into destroying what he loved and hurting him. But it was her that he loved. And it was, ah, pain. Ow. Sob. Oh. I'm going to be doing a lot of that from here on out, probably for the rest of the episode because, man, man, this is fucking fun. When I tell you, I feel a different type of emotion when I'm reading this oh babe oh babe um what's another hold on i'm like i should have scanned these beforehand probably should have hey why would i do that though why would i do that that'd be silly that'd be silly um anyways as she finished she glanced over towards him she could see his profile and notice as his eyes became briefly unfocused i hope you died the slowest and most horrible death anyone has ever devised malfoy she immediately snarled in her mind after a moment, he blinked and glanced over towards her expressionless. She met his gaze unapologetically. Noted, he said. <laughs> this is also before the flashbacks, if you couldn't already tell. And we're moving on. And we're moving on. And we're moving on. Okay, basically, they were talking about their, like, little after-war plans, um, more so the lack thereof for Mr. Malfoy. Um, anyways, you could become a healer, she said. <laughs> Hold on, I need to contain myself. You can become a healer, she said. A smile ghosted in the corner of his mouth. I hadn't considered that. And the thing is with this is that... <clears throat> Hold on, I need to collect myself. This whole, like, you know, you should have been a healer, like, you could have been a healer, and blah, 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 that whole thing. This is a parallel between several timelines, right? She tells him this a couple times in the flashbacks when he is, like, basically trying to work to save her life and her eyeball after Miss Astoria Greengrass <laughs> basically tries to pop it out of its socket. Um, he had to use some really, like, vigorous healing spells that not many people just know off the bat, you know? Well, hey, she taught him them. <gasps> oh, oh, bitch. She taught them him during, she taught, she taught him, there you go. She taught him them 
during the war. So, like, you know, obviously when she couldn't get to him automatically, he could just heal his little ones by himself. All right. And basically during this, he was using, like, these crazy advanced healing spells that she taught him during the war. And then she was like, where'd you learn to heal? Also, I'm just me quoting the book now. This is the beginning of me quoting the book. Where did you learn to heal? She asked, thinking back on all the spells and diagnostics he'd known immediately. You have a natural talent for healing. In another life, you could have been a healer, she said. One of life's greatest ironies, he said, glancing away from her. She thought the corner of his mouth twitched faintly, but perhaps it was just a trick of her vision. <laughs> oh. Oh. oh, my heart is beating, beating, beating. Oh, because you remember the small twitch of his smile. this was also another painful thing literally he had to just like sit there and just kind of like not even say anything when he was always able to hear her mind and hear her plotting and hear her just trying to figure him out and hear her always being one step behind him on the plan and he couldn't say anything he couldn't do shit (sighs) and so she was he was seeing it from like the outside perspective of her like looking at him giving her those giving him those little looks and the inside her inner monologue bitch i'd be going crazy if that were me i'd be going crazy because like she was right there she was right there the whole time and he was right there the whole time and that was her secret she was trying to remember it (laughs) anyways here's another super fucking sad quote that basically this one was before this one no this one was during the flashbacks and she was just kind of being a really sad girl and thinking about how like she kind of just had to keep him secret she couldn't tell anyone about him she really he was the only person she had let's be so fucking honest she couldn't tell anyone anything because they didn't understand her intelligently or emotionally or rationally because they were all fucking do-gooders do-gooder do-gooders there you go and they were just over optimistic um and the fact that their army was diminishing daily and getting brutally tortured and kidnapped. And it was <laughs> not good. And she just had to sit by and watch that because they didn't listen to her, you know? Anyways, someday I'm going to be, uh, someday I'm going to be, what the fuck? Hey, hey, I think I was high while writing this. Okay, I'm just going to translate it into sober version. Someday I'm going to love him in a moment that isn't stolen, she promised herself. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness gracious. Oh, that's so sad. And she was able to, but also at the same time, like... Oh. It was a stolen moment the rest of their life because they were supposed to... They're basically both, once once they escape... They are considered dead. All right, they're they're considered dead. They can't get married. They can't go out in the world. Cause you know, obviously, he'd fucking no Azkaban for him, man. The kiss, or he is executed. She's basically a fucking terrorist, I guess you could say. She created a bomb. Obviously, like that bomb was used on a place that it was. The way she was using it, she was clearing his name, but also at the same time, kind of saving all of the prisoners inside from the brutal experimentation, the inhumane testing that the doctors in there would have done so like let's be honest she did them all a favor okay it's a lot more it's a lot more deep than that i shouldn't say it like that but you know what i mean you know what i mean all right all right 
Um, but yeah, speaking of that, when she was gonna like blow it up and she did blow it up and everything, um, before she left, this is what Draco said. We had a good run, Granger, but we were never going to last. You knew that. Hey, I'm unwell! I'm unwell! And also, to give an idea of how little he did have planned after the war, because, man, he had nothing planned. He said, I'm going to save you, and then I'm probably going to die trying to do that, so I'm going to be out. All right, all right, there's nothing else for me. That's that whole thing, like, oh, you could have been a healer. Yeah, yeah, that's the whole, <laughs> that's funny, that's funny, ironic. <laughs> anyways, anyways, anyways. <clears throat> this is Mr. The Mr. Malfoy from The Flashbacks. If you die, Granger, I'm done. I won't continue this. I'm tired. I mean it. I won't kill them, but I will be done. You're my terms of service, and the contract, uh, the contract is void if you die. Hey, hey, hey. I am crying, sobbing, smashing my head against the glass. Mm, not saying that, not saying that. Mm, I meant smashing my head against the wall. Okay. Can't say glass. Funny. Ironic. But not going to say that because it's not funny. It still is kind of ironic. Anyways. Oh, it's just it's so sad. And I remember how I was like, the little note, the little note. Oh, well, wait, hold on. Where's my page? Where's my fucking page? Okay. Okay, okay. So basically, um, you know how I said how she left him a little note before she left to go blow up Sussex? Well, that note. Ugh, I fucking, I need to find what it said on it. I need to sign, I need to sign what it fed. What the fuck, bitch? Um, hold on, wait. <gasps> I'm gonna try to find it. You know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna try to find it. Being our being. Okay, okay, giving background context to this. Basically, um, Snape came to the shack when Draco dropped Ginny off there and such, and Draco was like, okay, okay, hey, 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 you're gonna do an unbreakable vow, because man, 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 you're not gonna interfere, you're not gonna take her anywhere, that's the thing, so you're gonna do one, all right, all right, thanks, so they do it, they do it all, and da, 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 da. and he was gonna, like, be back in a few hours, and he was gonna go, and he was gonna be slaying everything, and then he was gonna come back, and they were gonna be fine, and he says, I'll be back in a few hours. He picked up Ginny just before he vanished. Hermione's lips parted. To say, to say, All right, I'll be waiting for you, she said, turning back to the table she'd been writing at and picking up the quill again. Oh, also, by the way, I lied. He was taking Ginny to the safe house. And such, you know. Hey, 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 I'll be waiting for you. Taking that inhale. He was waiting, 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 waiting. She never returned because she was, in fact, in a cell in her um, her school. Hey, hey, I'm crying. I'm crying. Okay, okay, we'll get to back. We'll get back to the note at some point. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. Don't you wait. Anyways, I'm going to read you a little excerpt from after she remembers the flashbacks and... Draco kind of reveals like, hey, 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 actually, I'm going to die no matter what. LOL, I'm not going with you. LOL, you're going to get out, but I'm actually going to die during it. Sorry. And he's trying to just explain to her like, bitch, we can't fucking do anything, you know? Herm, <coughs> herm. He gave a low sigh and rested a hand against the doorframe. This isn't a new opportunity for you and your Gryffindor obstinance to try to save everyone. 
He sighed. Believe me, I would run with you if I could. I always would have. His voice faded for a moment. That was never an option now, was it? Aid the Order in defeating the Dark Lord to the best of my ability? Moody didn't include an expiration date or exemptions on that. He gave a bitter smirk for the moment before growing cold again. The Dark Lord is on borrowed time. He has no hope of living more than a few years. The wizarding world is sufficiently delusioned with his ideology and reign, particularly with the spectacle he's now made with the repopulation program. When things destabilize, the regime will fall and the International Confederation will step in and claim credit the way they usually do. A smile ghosted across his face as he looked at her. Oh man, hold on, give me a second for this. <gasps> in a few years, you may have gotten the world that you wanted. And that that I could try to give to you. Oh, oh, oh my god. And then she shits on him. She's he's like, bitch, bitch, bitch. No, you're fucking coming with me, you blonde motherfucker. Like, what the fuck? And then this is, this is what she says when <laughs> she's about to have like a fucking seizure because she's stressing out so much. But like after he calms her down and is like, LOL, breathe. LOL, please breathe. Please. Um, She says, Draco, there has to be another way. She reached out, hands shaking, and touched his face. I need you to live. You're mine. We said we'd run away together, remember? Somewhere no one would find us. No. No. Oh, my fucking God. Oh, bitch. Oh, but they did. So, I mean, that's good, but oh, it pains me. Thinking about how they didn't think they were gonna. Ugh. All right, this excerpt is from literally just a couple pages fucking after the one I just read. So you can imagine my pain. All right. All right. Anyways, let's go. What the fuck? I'm sorry. My annotation tab is so fucking dark. Why can't I read? Okay. You don't get to have everything, Granger. There's a point when you have to real. Hey, I'm just going to fucking take this off for a second. Hey, can you, thank you, thank you so much, friends. Anyways, you don't get to have everything, Granger. There's a point when you have to realize you aren't going to get everything you want and you have to choose and let it be enough for you. His hand stopped moving and he just stared out the window for a moment. He swallowed slowly and turned to stare down at her. The mind healer said if you have another seizure like that, you may cause irreversible brain damage to yourself and likely miscarry. Hermione pressed her lips together and pulled her hand away, curling into a tight ball around her stomach. I can't leave you behind, she said, her voice thick. She felt the bed shift, and Draco brushed her hair off her face, tucking a curl behind her ear as he leaned over her. He gave a low sigh as his hand slipped down from her hair and rested on her shoulder. You'll have other people to take care of. You promised Potter to take care of Ginny and James. You have a baby who needs you, and you know that. Her hand pressed against her stomach, and she gave a low sob. I don't want to choose. Her voice was rasping, and it hurt to speak. I always have to choose, and I never get to choose you. I'm so tired of not getting to choose you. He squeezed her shoulder before his hand slid down to hers, and he began massaging away the rigid knots in it. You're not choosing. You promised. Anything I wanted. You promised that. Don't, don't break yourself trying to save me. I want that more than anything else. Get away from this fucked up world. Let me get you out, Ranger. Let me know you're safe and away from all of this. Tell our daughter I saved you both. That is what I want. Oh my god! Oh, release me from the chains of manacled! Yeah. Basically, yeah. Oh my fuck. Okay, it's official. We've lost all structure. I'm just going on random annotation tabs at this point and just reading whatever the fuck I want. Anyways, um, this is from page 28 of After She Remembers Everything. Her herm. 
He'd spent 16 months trying to find her. He'd hunted for her across Europe all the way to Australia. He'd used genetic traces repeatedly, despite the fact that they were enough dark, uh, that they were enough dark magic to occasionally kill wizards. He'd known she was somewhere, and he'd let himself disappear in the process. Ow! All right, ow! Step on my heart, okay? But also, like, bitch. Okay, give me one of them. Give me one of them, all right? Give me one of them. Right under my Christmas tree, all tanned and oiled up. Okay, this excerpt's gonna be a long one, because it has, like, a couple of the little key points that I wanted to mention, but... Oh, well, you're just gonna have to deal with it. Sorry, not sorry. Anyways. Baby, I'm sorry. <sighs> I'm so close to the fucking microphone, I'm sorry. Hermione's... Also, this page 53 of After Flashbacks. Okay, background context before I begin reading this, like, two and a half pages worth of excerpt. Um, basically, he was like, Girl, live your life. Live your life. Live your truth, queen, because I'm going to be dead. I'm going to get you out, and I'm going to get our daughter out, and you're going to be slay, and it's going to be fine and awesome and amazing. But mm, also, you can get rid of it if you want, because I got to understand if you don't want anything to do with me because I'm a fucking monster and I'm a piece of, you know? Because obviously, self-hatred. He has lots of it. <sighs> Start of page 53. His expression didn't change. His eyes didn't flicker with even a slight reaction. You may change your mind once you're free. Hermione shook her head. I won't. His eyes remained flat, but she could see the tension in the corner of them. He straightened so he could loom over her, and she felt as though she were being strangled. His lip curled so that his teeth flashed. There's no reason to make commitments to me regarding what you'll do once you're free. Do what you want. Hermione set her jaw. I'm going to, and that's why I won't use it. This is by using it, the little abortion thingy. Yeah, anyways. I want you to know that I won't. I would always regret it. I would. I would always wonder if the baby would have had your eyes. Every winter, I'd think about how old they'd be and wonder what they'd be doing. I would try to guess what kind of wand they would have gotten and what subjects they would have liked and whether they'd have a natural occlumens like you and me. She was speaking quickly because her throat was growing th- She was speaking quickly because her throat was growing thick, as is mine, Hermione. Um, her cheekbones were beginning to ache. I would wonder if they'd like to read, if they'd have hair like mine, if you die. If you die... I would want to tell them all about you, everything about you. I've I've gotten to tell no one about you, and people should know what you're like. Her chest spasmed. Her chest spasmed. I'm sorry, guys. Hey, I just learned how to read today. Fun fact. I just learned how to read, and I'm now reading a, um, whatever this is. Anyways, Draco scoffed in the back of his throat and glanced up towards the ceiling. What I'm like? What exactly do you think I'm like? He gave a short laugh. You have a chance to have a new life. Don't drag my memory with you. Hermione shook her head. He stared down at her, his gaze hard. Do you want to walk through your life with the Death Eater's bastard chained to you? The whole world knows you're here and what I did to you in this house. It was quite thoroughly publicized, as you may recall. No matter what color eyes it has or how old it gets, it'll be a child of a murderer. Conceived because I raped you while you were my prisoner. And everyone will know that. Everyone. His chest jerked as he spoke, and he looked away from her. Leave it all behind, Granger, he inhaled. Have children with someone else someday. Hermione stared at him. Is that what you think I'm going to do? Run away and hide and pretend that you were a monster and I was lucky to get away from you? He stared down at her, expression unreadable. It wouldn't be a lie. Hermione met his silver eyes and saw the flat, empty resignation in them. I hate you. I hold you partly responsible for every person who has died so far in this war and every person who will die. You don't need to convince me that you're a monster. I already know it. That was from, like, before the flashbacks. Like a little memory that she remembered, you know, speaking in her head to him. 
Her throat tightened so much it was hard to swallow as she reached towards him. Draco, you're not a monster. You didn't have any choice. Did you think I'd still hate you once I remembered? She stepped closer and caught his face in her hands. Even before I remembered, you were the only thing that ever felt safe. She stared up into his eyes. I left a note. Did you get my note? I love you. <sighs> That's the note, guys, that you love for you and it's nothing I got. Anyways. He flinched as he uh, he flinched as though struck, and she felt his jaw tremble against her fingers. He started to shake his head, and she stilled him, pulling him closer. I love you, she said more firmly, her voice shaking with intensity. I love you. I will always love you, always, until there's nothing left of me. She rose upon her toes, tilted her chin forward, and kissed him. He was frozen as her lips touched his. I love you, I love you, I love you, she said the words against his mouth. His fingers slid along the curve of his jaw. Uh, her fingers slid along the curve of his jaw, and her lips kept moving against his. He still didn't move. She pressed herself closer to him. Then he shook. His hand rose up to capture her face, and he pulled her against himself. His fingers tangled in her hair as his palms cradled her cheeks. His mouth was burning, and he kissed her and kissed her. He kissed her like he was starving, like he'd been drowning. His tongue and his teeth and his lips pressed against hers. Her mouth brushed against his, and she nipped him. His tongue flicked against her lower lip and slid against hers. It was though they were, tr uh, it was though he were trying to pour himself into her or consume her. His fingers slid along the shells of her ears, and his thumbs caressed the arches of her cheekbones. She wrapped her arms around his neck, and she met every moment, uh, every movement of his lips. He drew a ragged gasp against her mouth, and she felt him shuddering. He kissed her until she could feel the desperation in his blood. Then he drew back, resting his forehead against hers. His hands were shaking as he held her. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry for everything I did to you, he said, his voice hoarse and broken. I love you. You left, and I'd never told you. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. End of excerpt! <sighs> Hey, now imagine me being fucking, just reading this. Now imagine me just reading this first time in, like, a couple years, all right? Hey, I was a whining little bitch baby. Okay, but to make a really long story fucking short, um, they did end up getting out, luckily. She literally cut off his arm, essentially, um, because they had, for the manacles to come off, you had to have two Death Eaters to, like, be able to unlock them. But, obviously, Voldy Moldy would know when the manacles were unlocked and, like, who fucking did it. So, they were like, ooh, ooh, how are we going to do this? And then Draco was like, huh, huh, that's actually a great question. So, originally, Severus was going to, like, do it with her, you know? Like, do it with Draco to, like, get the little manacles off. And then Draco was going to, like, just kind of... I don't even remember what he was going to do. He's going to try to escape or something or, like, get as far as he can. And then Cyrus was going to take her to the little, like, remote island and little safe house. And they didn't know – she didn't know it was the island at the time, but that's where Ginny was and everything. And that was originally the plan. Severus actually ended up getting killed by vampires. So that didn't work out. And then they were like, okay, LOL, LOL. Might be SOL. Who knows? Hermione, the smart motherfucking bitch she is, figures it out. She cuts off his arm. She literally cuts off the dark mark, all right? She makes this potion to where, like, he won't die, you know, from blood loss because that's, like, Voldemort's whole thing with if someone were to try to get the dark mark off, they would basically just, like, bleed to death, essentially. And he tried getting his dark mark off, like, I think it was, like, six separate times, I want to say. So he did random murders 
like throughout the fucking years of him like being in the forces because he needed to try to figure out how to get it off. Mm -mm, he never figured it out. You know who did? His bitch. Yep, yep, she figured it out because she's a smart motherfucker. And she did it all while pregnant. And then she had to get on the fucking horse from the stables at, at the manor. And they basically escaped on the little horse. And they made it look like kind of a little a murder-suicide um, that Lucius did. Because basically Lucius went back to the house. And Hermione was scared shitless. Draco was like, what the fuck is this bitch doing? And then Lucius, he kind of, he was never okay after Narcissa died in that house fire. He was never okay, honestly. Probably since the beginning of the second, the second Wizarding War. I'm gonna be so real, especially because Narcissa got tortured a lot in the manor. A lot. And he didn't really know the full extent to it. And so, basically, she had to take, like, suppressants every time she saw Lucius because she got so overwhelmed in, like, the span of any type of, like, dark magic. Do you know what I mean? And so, she would just have panic attacks and freak out all the time. Parallel, parallel. Hermione had the same type of panic attacks. I mean, obviously, wasn't she wasn't tortured in the same way. Basically, Voldemort tortured Narcissa in the manor, in a cage. He kept her in a small cage and just went at it um, while Draco was away at school. Super sad, super sad. So, obviously, you could definitely feel his pain when, you know, the love of his life is at his house now. And this was obviously before she remembered everything. And he just had to, like, he was basically the one torturing her. Yes, it wasn't all, like, completely as bad as it was for Narcissa, but it was still essentially the same pain that a really close loved one of his was going through. Except this time, he had full participation in it and full control over it. So, oh my fucking god, I can't even comprehend how bad that must have hurt. <sighs> She's so sad. But anyways, um, basically, Hermione was like, mm, I'm actually, I'm actually gonna get him out. Don't you worry, I'm gonna get him out. Um, but I need your help. And basically, before all this, <laughs> Hermione was being held down by Lucius, and he was gonna like fucking. I don't even remember he was gonna he wasn't like gonna pull out her eyeball or something he was gonna do something real bad he wasn't gonna like rape her or anything but he just got he was super pissed off at her and he didn't know the importance of her to Draco and such and such um then it got clarified to him then the little portrait Narcissa when she was like 16 because none of her portraits um ever woke I want to after that one that was the only one that was the one that she got painted for Lucius when he graduated from Hogwarts because she only had one year left and stuff because he was like a year older than her, you know? And that was the only one that woke and that portrait would watch Hermione all the time and she literally ugh, was so slay. We find out that Draco asked her to watch her to make sure that she was always okay and stuff and she would just follow her around the house and Hermione was like, what the fuck does this bitch want? It's because her man's like sicked her on her, you know? But, yeah, so Narcissa was like, hey, girl, hey, girl, Lucius, there is nothing for our son. She is the only thing he has. Hey, hey, mm, you're a shit fucking dad, you know? Um, Lucius finally agrees to it because he's fucking miserable. He's been miserable for years. He's literally fucking insane, you know? And then he agrees to do the whole, like, manacled um, fucking procedure, the removal of him everything because he needed obviously the two dark marks so they had to get that off real quick get like the manacles and then she had to bah, 
chop off his arm. And I think they had like 30 minutes. And then in that 30 minutes, they also had to escape the house. Well, once they were all like the manacles were off, his arm was off and they were about to leave. They basically lit the manor on fire and made it look like um, Lucius did it and like a way to kind of kind of like a repeat sitch of the way Narcissa and Bellatrix died because she died from well, both of them died from um, I think it was like a, a chimera or something like that. Was it that? It was a big, huge house fire, essentially, and she died in that. So the public was like, oh, obviously this makes sense. Well, when they released the article, because they also were trying to, like, cover their own deaths as well. Because obviously they have to be like, um, LOL, LOL, where's the High Reeve? Where's Voldemort's right-hand man? Where is he at? Where's the surrogate? Like, what's happening, guys? Hey, hey, I'm a little behind. I'm out, I'm out of the loop, you know? So basically they did that to also kind of fake their own deaths as well so no one would go looking for them. And then they escaped and then it was so sweet. Oh, and it was so good after that. The tension, oh, it's relieved. It was relieved. They ended up finding out about like the article that was posted in the Daily Prophet, like saying that Lucy said it after they already got to the island. And basically, also, they were, like, off the east coast of fucking Japan or something like that. I don't know. Something like that. And there was, like, this really cute house there. And Ginny and James was there. James was Ginny's little baby. And it was just, uh, it was so sad because Ginny was like, hey, girl, you were right. Uh, you know? Yeah, yeah, she was right. She's the fucking mastermind, okay, bitch? Y'all should have listened to her. None of this would have happened. <sighs> Anyways. But, you know, you know, why would they do that? Why would they ever listen to the smart woman? <sighs> tusk, tusk. Anyways, but, yeah, so they kind of finally completely got relieved of that tension once a Daily Prophet article was posted, and that was, like, a couple weeks into them being at the safe house. So then after that, they were like, hey, hey, slay, slay. And then, you know, she's pregnant for a little bit, pregnant, pregnant, pregnant. And she's kind of a little just like to herself and stuff. They both sleep for days on end to try to just because, you know, the weight of the war is taken off their soldier. The fuck? Hey, can you learn how to talk? Can you learn how to talk, bitch? The weight of the war was taken off of their what the, why can't, shoulders, I'm, why can't I talk, anyways, so, they just rested and rested and rested and slept and slept and slept, and Jenny was like, what the fuck, like, what the fuck, what the fuck, what the fuck, like, hey girl, you haven't had anyone and you just want to stay with him, you just want to just stay with him, not, you know, see your friend, but she kind of really didn't understand the fact that, um, Draco was her comfort person, she didn't, she literally had to know where he was all the time. She didn't feel safe if she didn't know where he was. She would start, like, fucking breaking out into panic attacks. It was really, it's really sad, honestly. It's really sad. But I guess that it's good that it's just those two on the island for the rest of their lives. I mean, Ginny was there for a long time as well. But, like, I think once James was, James was, how fucking old was he? Six? six I think six actually don't quote me don't quote me he might have been three I don't remember hey I don't remember um she went back to the wizarding world to just kill Voldemort because like the international magical corporation whatever the fuck it is that they're supposed to be like the peacekeepers even though they didn't do fucking shit um they kind of took over Voldemort's 
regime and stuff like that. They overruled it as fuck. Um, but obviously he was still, he was still alive. He just went to his little castle and kind of like tried to hide from everyone to prevent anyone from ever finding him and killing him. LOL. Jennifer said, hey, hey, you're funny. You're funny. So she kills him and goes and sets the record straight on all the surrogates because, um, the surrogates who already had children and stuff and who were pregnant, the magical law was basically trying to give those children back to the magical, like, pure blood families that they were born into or they were being born into lol lol hey so you're just trying to raise more little supremacists that's funny that's funny um and jenny was like lol fuck that shit fuck that shit like bitch no no if they want to keep their damn babies they're gonna keep their damn babies so she also set the record straight for that (sighs) it's so good but yeah so then they had their little baby, Miss Aurora Rose Malfoy, and she's so cutesy and stuff. And it's so sad because at first Draco was like, mm, 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 kind of sus about her because like it was it was a product of his own doing, um, his own doing of you know rape. <laughs> so obviously he was gonna be a little apprehensive about it and stuff like that. And Hermione was like, literally, bitch, fucking leave if you're not gonna love her. Leave now. This is my baby. This is our baby. Bitch, you're going to fucking love her. And he did. He looked at her and he realized, oh, that she's my spawn. Yay. And then that little spawn was so slay and she was like, quote unquote, one of the easiest newborns, evidently. That's what Ginny said. And she was so smart and stuff. She was so cute. And Draco would just haul her around the island with him whenever he was going to check the wards and stuff. And like, the fan art is so fucking cute and yeah and it was just it was so it was so slay so they stayed there for a long long time until she was able to like finally go to school in new zealand and such because it was a lot closer than hogwarts it's that and hermione would not be able to handle going back to hogwarts if um rose were to go not the fuck what the fuck sorry she i'm also playing with a strand of my hair as i'm saying this anyways she knew that she could not be able to handle going back there and she'd just be a lot closer if she was at the New Zealand school, such and such and such. But, yeah. And it was kind of, ugh, it was kind of sad because, like, she never was really able to make friends because she had to keep her entire life a secret. She couldn't tell anyone who her mommy and daddy were. She couldn't tell them, like, where they were. She couldn't, she literally had to keep so many secrets. And for such a young spawn, that's a lot. So, like, it was a lot on her, and it was honestly so sad. It probably hurt them also seeing like how they had to do that. But you know, Miss Miss Aurora prevailed and such, and she survived, and we made it through. So that was good and everything. But yeah, and then obviously you know about the good old. She was a non-active member of the Order of the Phoenix and did not fight. I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about that. I'm not going to talk about that because I already did. And also, uh, before I leave, I'm sorry, before I'm sorry, before I leave, it was in, it's in the headcanon that Sinlin Yu made. Um, Hermione died first. Hermione died first. She died of, like, an old muggle age. But for wizards, they live a lot longer, you know? Um, and she was really, she died young in the wizarding world sense. And it's super sad, because that was Draco, probably. I'm pretty sure she said, like, Draco didn't, like, take too long to follow her shortly after in death. And that is so sad. That's so sad because they can never live without each other. <sighs> I love Manigold. 
I love manacles so much. Okay, with that being said and stated, I'm going to have to leave. I'm going to leave because I need to go recover from just talking about this again. And you know what? I'm also going to leave you with this. Go fucking read Manacle by Senlin Yu. Okay? Read it. Read it. I don't give a fuck if you don't like fan fiction. I don't give a fuck. It's a good story. Okay? It's a great story, actually. Taking that back. It's an amazing story. Um, and also, don't forget to buy Alchemized by Senlin Yu out fall 2025. <gasps> I'm so excited about that. Ugh. I'm sorry. I made another episode talking about Germione. Hey, this is hopefully going to be the last one. Actually, no promise. I might do it again. Who knows? Who knows if I'm feeling like fun? But anyways, don't commit any more crimes. Have the bestest day ever. Peace, love. Peace, love, manacled as fuck.